0: audio On this episode of Bounced from the Roadhouse, Amy's still out, but Dylan and Brandon, man, what will they talk about? Returning things to the store, uh, Joey Chestnut and his chokehold, being hangry, dude wipes, and so much more. Don't forget to follow us, leave a review, and some stars. Plus, please follow us on TikTok as well. Just search for The Roadhouse Show. And on Facebook, The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon.
1: Bounce from the Roadhouse!
2: With the 4th of July just getting over, plus barbecue scene is, season is in like the fullest of swings. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. It's let's go grill some dogs and some burgers and stuff. You know? It's know,
3: all-time high. The ballpark. You go yeah. watch
2: Little League is just wrapping up. Uh, girls Fast Pitch is just wrapping up. They got State coming up and some other tournaments. And it's like the best time is going to a ballpark and getting a good wiener. You know, like a Nathan's or a... <laughs> yeah. uh, a ballpark Frank, whatever, yes. right? Those Nathan hot dogs are mm, 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 so mm-hmm. good.
3: Delish. How do you like your dog? I like my dog with a probably like a toasted bun. I like t- taking oh. the bun and throwing it on the grill for just yeah. a little bit, and getting a little crispy.
1: That's not bad.
3: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, putting the dog right there on the middle and then giving her a little bit of ketchup and mustard. There's a there's a hidden skill I
2: learned and and I'm this isn't like a secret. Okay. You know, everybody does this. Okay. But way back in the day I used to work at Courtesy Subaru back in high school. And had some guys in the parts department that on Wiener Wednesdays, this was a real thing. They called it Wiener Wednesdays okay. at the Minimart, which is something else now, on 44. You can go down there and get I think it was two hot dogs for a buck. I mean really? they, they would purposely they'd be like, Brandon, I was like a parts runner. Here's twenty bucks. Go get all the hot dogs you can get. You know how many wieners you can get for two for a dollar at 20 bucks? That's 40 freaking hot dogs, dude.
3: That is a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> that is some pretty fast, and,
2: simple math, Brandon. And we're talking about this because that dude, he won again, right? The the whatever yeah. his name is, won the wiener eating contest. And it's like, I'm like, so I go down to the mini marts and I grab myself 40 hot dogs. Now, I, it's not as simple as just grabbing 40 hot dogs out of there. It's true. It's, you got to put ketchup on some. It's. Nacho cheese on some, and that's what changed my life adding nacho cheese to and jalapenos to the wiener. And I've never so tried good. that. Oh. Little spice, that cheese you bite it and it comes up on your mustache a little bit. It's so good, dude. Yeah, a snack for later. So good. Yeah. And so but and then the lady caught on to me coming in every Wiener Wednesday and buying forty hot dogs, putting nacho cheese on some and just condimenting these things up. Yeah. That she started wanting to charge me more. Because I'm over there at the cheese thing for like a half freaking hour, cheesing up cheesing like up all these 10 dogs, dogs, you know? Yeah. And she's like,
1: excuse me, you're going to need to pay for some of that cheese, you know? Because <laughs> I well, took a lot. You yeah. Know? I mean, maybe she
2: was right, I well, guess. Yeah, I probably could have got away with it if it was like five. But no, I'm over <laughs> there, you know, <laughs> cheesing up twenty dogs. hot dogs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was so funny. And then, do you need a sack? Well, how else am I going to get these out? Yeah, you know, I've been building this pile of wieners on the edge of your counter for a while. <laughs> like, it's, this is a real story. I'm not making it, and I'm not exaggerating either. That was a lot of hot dogs I bought. I took out of there. Matter of fact, I don't even know how they kept up because we would come in and just straight swipe them out. Like, I'd take every all in hot one dog. grab. I all, I, they barely, I'd take the whole heat. Some of them weren't even cooked yet. I didn't care. I didn't know who was eating them. Hey, that know? hot nacho cheese warmed them up. I'm like, I got stuff to do. It's Wiener Wednesday. But uh, <laughs> keep open micing us. We're talking about how you like your hot dog right now. But we also want to know about you guys' returning items. How do you return items to the store? We've got a couple of them. We're going to recap it next. Returning things to a store, Dylan. I mean, I know you're young and your shopping experience is, you know, small, but still there. You know what I mean? I mean, I just, uh, I'm not much, call me a guy, and I'm a dude for sure, but I don't like returning. I don't like shopping, and I surely don't like returning
3: items. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I go in with one direction knowing exactly what I need and where it is. I get it, I check out, and I leave. And then, like, let's say it's maybe something like a fitting or whatever, you know, and it's not quite the correct one. Yeah, I'm not going to return it. I keep it. Because then you might maybe it. I might need it later.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, like car parts or like yeah. fixing stuff in the house and you've got the wrong pipe fitting or something. Yeah, very true. The one place I will say that, like, I, I have I have had good experience. One time, and it's the reason I shop at the Buckle. This isn't any way, shape, or form trying to sell you on the Buckle. But I, one time the wife had some jeans and she was mad because they'd ripped out. She felt prematurely um and so we went in and they were like oh we are so sorry here let me go they walked over grabbed her the exact same pair of jeans off the shelf and like replaced them for and i was just like after watching that and just how they treated her as a customer you know what i mean Mm because sometimes you go to it's like oh the return items are over there you know and then you go over there and that person's like what's wrong with that you know yeah it's just just not it's it's a horrible experience it was the best experience i was like Hey, you got any dude jeans? You know, and I literally started buying my jeans that day from that place because really? I was like, after the way she they treated her, and I honestly didn't feel like she should be able to return them, <laughs> but she did, <laughs> and they did, and it was like that's what I'm about. But I, I agree with you though. Returning stuff sucks. I mean, yep. the only time especially clothes, like, yeah, or like you, the only time is like if you buy a TV, <laughs> say you invested three grand in this 85 inch TV, you take it home and it don't work.
1: I might take it back. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but but, but it, I'm still going to be like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm going to call him and be like, "Can you come and get your TV?" Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to take it back. I don't want to take this back cause Is there any way you could help me out here, you know? I've got a mounted on the wall and the son of a gun won't turn on, you know? <laughs> but that's it's it's frustrating. Well, they say there's a survey, 67% of Americans feel the same way. They did a poll of 2,000 US adults. And they all said the same thing. They simply loathe the process of bringing items back to the store. So we're not alone. No. Don't blame them at all. I don't either. And if there's any ladies out there, because it's just us dudes in here, please open Micah's, Texas. I mean, do you feel the same way about returning items? Because it's, I mean, it's tough. But I also know some people in my life that are like, well not if this if an item does not work correctly, it is going right back to the store. And they don't even wait. They have their
3: receipts. They're a lot more for me it's like, ah I lose the receipts. I don't wanna but hey, on that side of things, I mean, girls will get clothes. Wear it one time and leave it in the closet. This is true. So if they get something they don't quite like it, maybe think yeah. they'll wear it later on. They'll probably just throw it in the closet. Yeah, you can almost make a mortgage payment returning stuff that's never worn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. But all right, so let us know. Text us, open mic us, let us know. Do, what do you return things on a regular basis? Is there a better process? Well, we had a couple of people text in and say that they always return their items that keeping stuff, you know, and and I've known people that are like that. They'll, they'll get something that doesn't work properly, or they don't like the style or the color. It doesn't matter yep. the reasoning. They'll take it back. No questions. They don't mind waiting, because for them, it's all about that money, that their money don't jingle-jingle, it folds. Yeah. And, and they, don't, they don't want it to jingle-jingle in their closet without returning it, <laughs> <laughs> essentially is kind of what it's coming down to. But the one person said, <laughs> there's certain places that you just can't return items, you know? It's and, true. And I'm like, brought up a good point, you know, like like you can't get your Taco Bell and return it. I mean, you no. can right away, but you can't go eat it and bring it. Like, no, sir. What's in the bag? You know, you can't can't do that. Uh, is that refried beans? Yeah, exactly. Yes, it is <laughs> <laughs> refried twice. But then, but there's certain places you just can't return items like uh, Dick and Jane's. You know what I mean? That's you, right. Whatever you purchase there, you probably shouldn't return there. No, you this should maybe, not maybe work out like just we thought. throw it away. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out like we thought it would. Um what
3: are some other places that you can't return the items? Um I don't know. I would say like some sporting goods stores. Yeah. Like you're not gonna go and get a cut
2: yeah. for football and return no. it. Yeah. Sorry, this didn't work like we no. thought it would. No. It didn't protect me.
3: I don't like the way it fits. You can't really return a car. Duh? Yeah. You, you kind of just gotta sell it.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you well. Yeah, I mean, you can return cars if it's if
3: it's in a quick enough turnaround time period. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. You can't uh, put a hundred thousand miles on and be like, you know what? I just don't want this, this, this isn't, anymore. This isn't <laughs> the car I thought it was. No. You know? No. <laughs> but
2: so yeah. So keep them coming in. You let me know. Are you the type of person that has to return items? You can't save it, or are you like us and you just rather keep whatever the item is because you don't want to return it? Let me know. Also, Dylan, are you one of those people that, like, at the restaurant, if your food comes out and maybe it's you ordered hash browns and you get French fries
3: instead or something, are you going to complain and make them return that? No. I I just eat it, honestly. I mean, I feel like... You know, I feel like servers get a bad rap sometimes. I mean, they either, yeah. you know, if your food's maybe a little cold or something like that, they yeah. didn't cook it, no, or potentially maybe the chef just read the order wrong and put fries on it instead. So, yeah. I I don't complain, no.
2: Yeah, but maybe it's cold because your server took so long to bring it out to you. That's that just could one. Be. But I usually st- I'm with you. I always side with the server cuz one, I've never been a server and yeah. I don't want to become a server, so I can't complain. And I'm yeah, And I'm here because I'm, I'm just too lazy to go home and cook myself. Exactly. So, hey, I'll take some cold hash browns. That's right. Even if I ordered french fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's I'm not funny.
3: too pick. I'm pretty easy
2: going. Yeah, I've been with some people who definitely, if it comes out and there's like, there are onions on my salad. <laughs> I am not paying for a single thing and I'm getting the porterhouse. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Settle it up. Back the bus up. You missed the stop. Get back here. Get some kids. We ain't doing it. <laughs> Dude, it's becoming a weird time in the world. Like, things are getting real weird. Why is that? Well, follow me. Okay. Do you plan on going on vacation at all anytime soon? Like, somewhere cool. Not like vacation, you guys just went to Jackson Hole, but I mean like maybe to another country or something? Not to another country, no. Do you have any desire to go see the Eiffel Tower? Maybe someday. Well, this is what I mean by tying those all those things together is it's a weird time in the world. And not everything lasts forever. We all know this. It's true. And one of them is the Eiffel Tower. Did you know, Dylan, you're smart, you're an educated young man, and uh, did you know the Eiffel Tower is 153 years old? I did not. I didn't either. I probably should have. To be honest with you, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's been old since I've known it, but I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. You know, guess I didn't really pay attention. But they are saying, and it's some confidential report leaked by the French magazine, says that the 153-year-old landmark is riddled, riddled with rust. Riddled with rust. Can you believe that? I can. It's a big metal structure. That's, that's what I'm like. It's 153 years old. What do you want from it? Yeah. My gosh, has anybody sanded and painted the thing? You know? It's like <laughs> you leave a shed out in your backyard. Eventually, the shed's going to get, you know, the wood's going to rot. The paint's going to chip. Yeah. Hello. But anyways, it's in need of repair. And the unidentified Eiffel Tower manager tells the magazine, the Gustav visited the place and uh, he would have a heart attack. That's what he said. Probably not an exact quote. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oui, oui. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is a rusty, you know? But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, although the tower is being repainted for the 2024 Olympics, experts tell uh, the the Marine, the magazine, that the paint job will give the mo- the monument only a cosmetic facelift and that there are parts that need to be replaced. And I'm thinking to myself, hold up, back the bus up, open the door, let the kids in, you done went past it. How'd they get metal to
3: last 153 years? They must have been painted. It. It's outside. You don't cover it up. You right? know what I mean? That's true. Well, they, I think I think they're messing up by just covering up the rust with the paint. You can't yeah. shine a turd. No, you can't. So, I mean, you might as well uh, replace the metal that needs to be fixed and then repaint it. Here's my biggest fear by what I mean by things are
2: weird in the world today and things are changing. Are they gonna try to replace it with like a smaller, more economical version of it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't seem like something they do. One built out of recycled plastic. And then there's just a picture of the old one. Yeah. You know? And they're like, yeah, but you know, remember, that's what it was. What you it guys should have seen it. <laughs> yeah. It was big. You know? Or I, could, I think they'll probably fix it. Or what's that new deck stuff? You know, instead of building your deck out of wood, you build yeah, it with treks. Trex. What yep. if they built it out of treks? Maybe you they know? should.
3: Maybe they should. It never fades.
2: Another two, three hundred years, it looks brand new. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be crazy. But anyway, the world's a-changing. It's getting weird. Eiffel Tower's getting rusty. Well, over the weekend, they had the hot dog eating contest, and Joey Chestnut obviously took it. Uh, the win again, we talked about that earlier, and it made us hot dog hungry. But, uh, yep. but the, the biggest thing about it is uh, during it, there's a video surfacing where a guy comes out with a sign that says, expose Smithfield Death Star, whatever that means, and uh, Joey Chestnut put him in like a rear naked choke and slammed him to the ground kind of like similar to you would see in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where like he kills the guy you yep. know like a and the dude fell to the ground there was there was another guy behind him like an older guy holding a microphone that tried to get involved in it yeah. and just got thrown to the ground also. You can find the video, find it online, anywhere. It's kind of,
3: it's quick and it's funny. Well, it's, it's unexpected during the middle of a hot dog competition. Yeah. I mean, the guy was on his way to eat 63 hot dogs. Yeah. So, That's well, I mean, a... what do you do when you're just trying to get all the dogs in and take the competition just off their feet? Like usual. I mean, this is his seventh in a row that he's won this yeah. now. And his 15th overall. Yeah. That's, That's a lot of crazy. winners. Yeah, it's crazy. And and like he was business. You, you gotta
2: think he lo, he's a professional. Yeah. As silly as it might be, you know, eating hot dogs is a professional sport of some kind. And uh, and he trains for it. It's his life. He does. And, and he and he was in the mode. You know what I mean? And dang it, if you try to interrupt him, obviously. You know what his nickname is? What Jaws? Jaws? That's <laughs> yeah. Joey Chestnuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, because he just gets after it, don't he? makes sense. And
3: he he pulled out the jaws on that guy. He
2: did. Bam! I mean, he's slamming dogs. This dude gets up in there, holds up the exposed Smithfields Death Star. He rear naked chokes him while still slamming
3: dogs, throws him to the ground, gets right back to dog eating. But he might have took a dog away. What if the guy would have uh, accidentally like smacked a couple of the wieners of the way, and he wouldn't have had enough to finish? Oh, he would have been like,
2: "You better stalk me now." What if you only would have got like to fifty nine or sixty? Yeah, he still was what 15, 16 dogs up on the second place. Yeah, guy? second place was like forty four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he had he had some he, dogs to spare. He had, had but, a
3: decent gap there, but, but he's but...
2: going. He, you know, you got to think somebody of that high level, you're going for personal records. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, like you're doing that for sure. So the unfortunate serious side of it is I looked up what that uh, exposed Smithfield's Death Star is because it sounds like an entrance to a naughty movie. But it's actually uh, an animal rights activist protesting the treatment of pigs in the United States' largest pig farm factory. Yeah. And so essentially what they did was they sent investigators to the farm and they found pigs in the factory that were sick, dead, and diseased. Lying in their mother's feces, little piglets and stuff. It's kind and of other gross. Gross pigs with, like, bad, broken legs and, you know, broken parts on their body, and they they weren't being treated or nothing like that. Yeah, that's no good. So they got exposed by that. But uh, Smithfield Foods says that they, uh, they are going to be changing things and the way they do things in their company to make sure— they they were not aware of that, I guess, is kind of their thing. So they're changing it and they're making it better. Well at and, least now they're actively doing something about yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, at first I was like, God, oh, these activists, you know, what are they doing? You know right. but really good move. Yeah. I mean, right in the middle of the dog slamming contest and he <laughs> held up the sign, now we're all talking about it. It's true. It Got worked. the word out. It's just still though. Joey Chestnut, the jaws slamming dogs, rear naked choke right in the middle of a competition, still wins by fifteen dogs. Mm. What a man! He is a machine. So, uh, technology is cool. We we've uh, yeah. we talked about that. It's super cool, but scientists are saying that they are on the brink. Of a new invention, get this, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And they've got a robot that can smell your breath, and it can diagnose with possible diseases that you may have, or the
3: beginning of. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Pretty weird, huh? Yeah. And so they're, they're calling it vol- Volatolomics. <laughs> Sounds like a sandwich. You know what I mean? But it's called uh, Volatilomics. <laughs> I'll have the Volatilomics uh, with a side of pastrami, please. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really good, actually. And uh, but, but truly what it is, it smells your breath. And they're saying that due to the fragrance or the humidity or whatever the case might be, there's certain things it can sense and tell you if you have a certain disease. And they're not just talking about COVID and stuff like that. They're talking about like everything. Serious stuff.
3: Yeah, some serious stuff. They need a robot that can that will smell your breath like that but then tell you when you have bad breath. Yeah. It'd
2: be handy like if you had it on your on your
3: watch, like smart watch. Yeah. And it'd be like,
2: oh dude, you get need, some gum. Get stat, some
3: extra in your mouth bad. right now.
2: You need something minty stat <laughs> or cinnamony. But your breath smells like dog poop, you know, yep.
3: something like that. And <laughs> then you don't have to be the bearer of bad news anymore to your no, friends or, no. or someone doesn't have to say it to you, But a little awkward.
2: But I'm trying to figure out, like, what would this robot look like? You know what I mean? Like, or is it like a human looking robot comes up? I'm uh, smelling your breath, you know, in with the doctor. Yeah. Oh. You are going to have a heart attack, and you know, or something, and it walks away. Or, yeah, oh, be prepared, this guy has a horrible disease. And you're like, no, I had boiled eggs, what's going on? Yeah,
3: see, could you curve it I had, by eating certain yeah, things? Exactly, I
2: had pickled eggs, you are horrible, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, what's that's I'm trying to, that's as a typical dude, I'm like, I want to, if it's gonna smell my breath. I want it to be the rankest breath I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you I know? try to throw it off. Yeah, I want the machine to sniff it and then go, haw, 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 haw. like yeah. boots down. Abort, abort. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, do you leave your phone on silent, let the ringer go, you know, or do you change it depending on what you're doing? I change it depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. I have it off most of the time when I'm busy. Yeah. See, my phone is always on vibrate or I'll do not disturb. You know what I mean? Pretty rare is it do not disturb. Mostly I'll leave it on vibrate. And right.
3: Just let it do its thing. I, I think it's totally situational. Like if I'm trying to study for something or do something, I don't want to Any, hear texts or whatever coming yeah. in. Or I, I turn it off. Put it on or silent. Put it on silent, yeah. Do you
2: use, by putting it on silent, are you doing the do not disturb, going to the moon? Yep. You got an iPhone? Yeah. So you're going to the moon thing yeah, and going do not disturb. To the moon. And uh, see, for me, I don't think I've rare unless I know I'm videoing something or, uh, you know, otherwise I don't really use Do Not Disturb. And like I said, I pretty much just leave mine on vibrate. Well, but, you know, there's a huge problem with smartphones. They say it is a smartphone epidemic for the 21st century. That's what they're calling it. A very problematic uh, problem of countless people spending their days endlessly scrolling through social media. Does that sound like something you do?
3: No. I
2: do. Not so much. I do. I I I use
3: TikTok pretty frequently, Yeah, but not, nah, I don't spend hours on social media. So you're much
2: gooder at it than me. (laughs) Gooder. You're much gooder. I'm good. I look at it like I stare at my phone sometimes and I will scroll through Facebook or Instagram and it's like reading a book. You know, when you flip the page and you're like, did I even just read? That's how I am. Like I'm scrolling and it's like the habit of doing it, but nothing's actually even, I don't, not even taking anything in. They said that actually leaving your phone on silent or vibrate is actually worse because you're constantly checking your phone. Like, oh, did somebody message me? Oh, did somebody something? And then it ropes you in. You start looking at social media. Next thing you know, time has passed and you never even would have looked at your phone. And you didn't get anything done. Never got nothing done, you know. And so they're also saying that the biggest thing is there's the the fear is uh, the fear of missing out. Or, you know, need FOMO. to belong, that the FOMO, Amy's got the FOMO. Like right now, she's FOMOing us. She's missing. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. She's totally at home listening to us right now, and she's got the fear of missing out. Well, you're not missing out, Amy. No. And we know Amy never turns her phone on silent. And And for those of us that work here with her, understand that we'll be, you know, talking um, having a very doing good something. conversation. Pa-ting! Her stuff goes off. And it's like, in my mind, I wonder, like she didn't know we were doing the radio show. You know, put that stuff on silent. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it kind of cracks me up. But but maybe she's got the FOMO. You know what I mean? She don't want soap. That ties right into this survey of 2,000 people. No. You know another question I got? Why What's do that? they always survey 2,000 people? I don't know. Maybe it's just a good base number. Why don't they go 2,500. Or 5,000. Maybe they tried to reach out to 2,500 people, but 500 of them had the phone on silent. Exactly. So, Dylan. So, Brandon. You've never been married. Nope. I've been married a couple times, uh, so we're at opposite opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep, a little you ever, bit. You ever plan on getting married? Do you think it's something that might be in your future at some point? Yeah, someday. If you meet the right girl yeah. or, or guy, whatever. And uh, But um, apparently... um. I like to get married because uh, I'm on my second one. Weddings are fun. Powering through the second one. Got to get to the third one. And they say the third one's a charm. Yeah. Babe, if you're listening, I'm not saying you can't be the third one. But, uh, but you know, uh, they said, according to a new poll, two-thirds of Americans agree that uh, planning a wedding is more difficult today than in previous generations. And uh, I couldn't agree more. I know, actually, I will say this. <laughs> Planning my last wedding was easier than my first one, and it had nothing to do with much of anything. Okay, Uh, The the second wedding was just simpler. It was a little more complicated, but I was a lot less uh, hands-on traveling musician. I just wasn't around to do it, but her and her friends did it. Uh, The first wedding seemed a lot more difficult because we were planning a wedding back home here in Rapid City, and we were living in Rochester, Minnesota. So it was hard to – you know, you had to trust people with – Some things, it it was a lot more difficult, you know. But so I can agree with this poll, but it also says that 2,000 people uh, they planned uh, getting their wedding going, and they the traditional like white wedding dress isn't a thing anymore. Then not a lot of people want to wear a white dress at their wedding. Why? I don't know. I always thought that was kind of the deal. Yeah, that completes the whole look like as in my mind if you're listening and you're the female help us out here because we're just two dudes less amy in my mind a girl grows up and they want to be that princess that day and they deserve it this is not i'm not making fun of this they grow up and they want to be the princess and put on the white dress or even if it's just yep. a shade off a of white like eggshell get or your whatever, hair did and get your hair did the makeup's overdone like everything and, and you look Sometimes you see brides and they may say they look the best they've ever looked. I actually personally think they probably have looked better, but I'm not a makeup fan. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm like yeah. but I have seen some absolute stunning gorgeous brides. I've been able to play a lot of weddings. So now they're saying that like not only do they not want to wear the white dress, but they're saying that, you know, some people say uh 41% of the people say they could actually plan a wedding in 6 months. Where, like, 17% said it would take them two years to plan a wedding. Two years? And yeah, yep. And that's what it kind of took for us to plan ours. We probably could have got it done in six months. But well, we, you got
3: other stuff going on we and you're weren't busy. in your Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And so, how long is it going to take to plan your wedding?
3: Depends on the bride. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. I could have it planned in a week. Because they're, yeah, where, I know. We're, where we're going, what we're eating, yeah. what we're going to do, who we're inviting. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't take me very long. No, samezies. It's always that's, it's the other half that complicates things. They complicate
2: things. It. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. We got to put lace on the invitations, send them out in a fancy envelope. And that's just the invitation. Why can't you just send sticky notes in an envelope? Yeah, you know? or just handwritten note that we made a bunch of copies of Exactly. <laughs> so what's the deal? <laughs> See, come on, have us plan your wedding. It'll be so much easier. Brandon and we call it B and D wedding planning. B and D wedding planning. All right, it's time for Miss Heard song lyrics. It's uh I give a song, all right, Dylan, yep. and then uh you have to try to guess what the lyrics are. What the lyrics are. Yep. You have to, you don't have to necessarily sing it back to me. You could talk it back to me. This isn't a singing competition. <laughs> it's just a lyric competition. You okay. have to get every lyric, every a, e, u, the. You have to get it correctly, okay. otherwise you do not get the prize. All right? All right. All right. Here we go with the first one. You recognize this jam? Yeah. It's a good jam, huh? It's a great jam. All right. As soon as it gets to some lyrics, you're going to have to try to <laughs> test it. All right, hang in. Here we okay. go.
3: Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. All right, what did he say? Is it look at them yo-yos? That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on that MTV. That's that's exactly what he said. Okay, that was a good one. Okay, now we're warming okay. you up. That all was right. pretty good. Okay,
2: that was pretty good. All right, so ding, you win the first one. All right, all right. Um, now, <laughs> not gonna go so easy on the second one. All, all right? right, there's levels to this. There's certain levels that we have to follow, and and in this one. This one I it might be in your wheelhouse though. I don't I don't really know. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Here we go. Should I give up or should
4: I just keep chasing pavement?
2: Right there. What did she say? Uh you want to hear it again? No,
3: no, no. Hold on, let me think for a second. uh, sh- uh should I give up or should I just keep chasing pavement? Hmm. Are you sure? That's what I think that's what F- I'm going with you sure it's not chasing penguins <laughs> you want to hear it one more time sounds like penguins it to me Canada you want to stick with I'm, pavement I'm gonna
2: stick with pavement well, yeah because why the heck would they be chasing <laughs> penguins yes you are correct <laughs> On that one, all right. Well, All right, All right. I was wondering. I thought some Adele would, you know, would maybe throw me for a loop. Look, throw me for a loop, yeah, but also yep. kind of thought, given your age, Adele fan possibly. I don't know that song, but hmm hmm. Mm. Mm. Are you a Bon Jovi fan? Yeah. All right. Well then, song number three. It make a if we make it <laughs> what did he just say? It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. Are you sure he didn't say that it? Doesn't make a difference if we're naked
3: or not. Final I'm, answer. Well, I mean, we could go with your with your option there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick more to time. it. One more
2: time.
1: It doesn't make a difference if, if we're, we're naked can. or not.
2: Is it naked or not, or make it or not? I think it's make it or not. I don't know, man. It could be naked. It could be. It very well could be. And I would honestly say it does make a difference. Yeah. It know? really does, it make does make a, make difference, a difference. If you are naked, naked or not. Yeah. But you got that one correctly as well. Congratulations. You went three for three today. Very proud of you. Uh you made it you made it kind of easy on me today. You can have what's left over of my Hardy's biscuit that you bought <laughs> <laughs> today. Congratulations. You are the new champion of misheard song lyrics, and and I'm very proud of you. I will slide over the trophy as soon as we're done.
1: All right, all right, yeah, hand her over. It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. All
2: right, we're talking mailbag. Uh, every Thursday, we do a mailbag where somebody sends in a dilemma, a problem they need some advice on. Could be it's usually dating. It could be anything else too. Really. Yeah. We've been stuck on dating, but it could be anything. So if you have some sort of mailbag issue you think we need to help solve to the listeners, we could keep it completely anonymous. We could share your name. It doesn't whatever you want to do. This week was from Bell. Bell sent in a letter saying, you know, she was kind of dating this guy, and it was like, hey, let's go home and meet my parents. So they make the four-hour trek back to his place. But on the drive, two hours in, he breaks up with her. And then says, you know, I just don't think it's right for you to stay at my parents now that we're, you know, broken up. So she gets a hotel room, but then they get snowed in. This was like in the in the wintertime. They get snowed in, and then all of a sudden here he is wanting to come back with her. So he, she's nice. She gives him a ride all the way back to college. Now the guy wants to hook back up with her. What is she supposed to do? Obviously this guy's kind of a little bit of a D-bag. What yep. do we do?
3: Well, I'm excited because today we had someone actually call us.
2: That's right. We got Nina on the line. Nina, what do you think about Belle's situation?
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but is she an idiot? And <laughs> if that was my car and I drove him there, I would have left him there. He could have found his own way home.
2: Yeah. I mean, but what if I mean, like, are
1: girls, Are girls just desperate these days? Why do they put up with stuff?
2: I guess that's kind of what my thought is too. And even from a guy's perspective, I'm like. I couldn't fathom asking the girl, or I guess in my mind, I look at this situation, only knowing what we know, and think he's totally using her to get the car. That's it; like he just wants a ride for free, you know. Exactly. And and maybe other things.
1: The the audacity, right? Yeah, the audacity. The
2: audacity. The absolute audacity to (laughs) say, "Hey, can you give me a ride to my parents, (laughs) four hours away?" Uh,
1: I mean, right? He couldn't just ask.
2: Some horrible stuff. But so you're saying ditch the loser, go find another loser.
1: 100%. <laughs> I mean, there's so many of them out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it must be tough being a girl because for guys, 90% of the time, the girl's all right. You know, most of them are crazy. So you're going to have to take that. But, you know,
1: I mean, you know, I've had my fair share, but I've been single for seven years because I just refuse.
4: So you're lucky. I well.
1: just, right? I just, I can't put up with that. I don't even, I don't understand how she didn't drop him off and turn around and go home.
2: Right. Especially two hours into a four hour trip. You thought if he was smart, he would have at least waited till the two hours back, you know, (laughs) maybe he's embarrassed to introduce her to his family. It's just all messed up.
1: No, I think he had somebody like another girl, ex-girlfriend or somebody that he wanted to see and he didn't want to deal with her. That's what I think.
2: I think you're right. Wow. Nina, you're smarter than the average person, that's for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being a part of our show. We love you.
0: I love listening to you guys. You guys Aww. are hilarious.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You have a good one.
0: You too. Thanks.
2: Bye. Hey, Rana, get her some cookies or some caramel rolls or something. Anyway, uh, thanks, Nina, for calling in. I mean, she couldn't be more right, probably, right? No, I I agree with her. Wow, it's crazy. Well... We're going to share our opinion next, so stick around. It's the uh, Thursday mailbag where uh, we need your opinions, your help. We need to help Belle. We need to help Belle. Be a little bit more like Nina. Give us a dingle. All right, so let's put some closure in on this mailbag, talking about Belle, her dilemma with her boyfriend, and uh, the situation, how he broke up with her two hours into a drive, a four-hour drive. It's messed up. I think we can all agree with that. We had Nina on the phone a little bit ago. But now I'm sitting here, see, I don't, I mean, you guys are college-age kids. I've got Scout, Home Slice employee, and I've got the old intern Dylan in here um, taking care of the ropes. But well, what do you guys think of this situation? You guys are just in and out of college.
4: I think college men are a different kind of beast. <laughs> and uh, I actually had a friend two weekends ago
3: who was driving his girlfriend to Minneapolis, and uh, no he was driving to Minneapolis to see her and she wanted to ride back with him but she was he was going to break up with her in Minneapolis. Ooh. He was like, "Well, should I break up with her now or should I do it before the ride? It might be an awkward car ride so maybe I don't want to." They yeah. don't get it. They
2: don't yeah. yeah, they don't, do they? I mean they they don't necessarily always think as a as like The other person's feelings or what's going on. I mean, like, you know, maybe you just should say, Hey, I'm not coming to give you a ride because I don't think we should be a thing or I could give you a ride back, but we're not gonna be a thing. You know?
0: Yeah, they can't read
3: a room. Yeah, it's hard. They just say what they want. (laughs) Dylan. The girls can't either. I'm gonna love with you love with you on this. Yes, this is awesome. So I think not just uh, men in college are a different beast. I think women in college are a different beast. Yeah, I've seen those Honestly, college girls. Honestly, here's are. my thing with college. I think that there's so many options out there readily available that for both sides, like the like the tiniest nitpicking thing yeah. happens or occurs. They're like, well, screw it. I'll go find someone else because right. there is someone else.
2: There, You can round so, the corner and yeah. boom. Boom. There's there somebody, Maybe not better, but somebody different. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the case. Huh.
0: That goes both ways, though. That's That's
2: all I'm going to say. I agree. Yeah, it probably does go both ways. So maybe that's the case with him. Do you think in his situation and Bell's situation, the boyfriend, do you think he might have had another girlfriend back home? Like a high school girlfriend that's been, you know, they've been kind of communicating via snap and text and everything. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, she's going to be home this weekend, too. Crap. What am I supposed to do? Maybe that was. Yeah, the Yeah, I think that's a good possibility.
3: I think yeah. you, the girl is already in the house that she was driving the guy to. Yeah. I think she was already in there waiting for him.
2: Yep. And oh. he was like, "Oh crap! I gotta, I gotta dump this chick before she sees the other chick." And oh no, that's horrible, Bell. Get away. That's what we're saying. Yep. They're get just, out of there. Just get out of there. He's playing games. That's essentially what it is. Yep. Bell, go around the corner and find another guy. <laughs> that's what. That's what. It, man, I wish I was in college. <laughs>
1: Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> All right, it's time for Dummy of the Day. We got D Ray in here, dealing with a Y. Amy's still out, post surgery, recovering. How's she doing? She's doing okay. As far as I've heard, good, she's doing good, really good, well. Good. I miss her. I miss her, too. Not
4: that you guys, you know, aren't really great, but I miss Amy. I miss Amy as well. This show needs a woman's touch. It really does. She keeps us in line. Yes, she does. <laughs> she I agree 100%. Yeah, some guys pay a top dollar for that. Um, So, so today's dummy of the Day has to do with a local government. Oh. Not in Rapid City, oh. the government of San Francisco, California. This oh. is a true story. This is one of those stories that's just going to boil your blood when you get to the end of it. Okay. Ed and Judy Crane have lived in this house for like 36 years in San Francisco. Wow. Now, if you've ever been to San Francisco, you know, one, it's really, really hilly. Yep. And that parking is very, very difficult there. It's difficult to parallel park because of all the hills and things like that. But also just parking is a premium, yep. as it is in most major metropolitan areas. Well, they have this little car path, this little like like driveway in front of their home. Mm-hmm. They've been parking there for 36 years. Yeah. They received a ticket for $1,542, along with a warning that they'd be fined another $250 per day if they kept parking in that parking spot in front of their house. It's their parking spot. It's like yeah. a pad. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they
2: probably paid to have the pad.
4: <laughs> well, they said, we got this email. We can't park on the pad anymore. I said, that's crazy, said Ed Crane. They contacted officials and were told that a long-standing section of the city code banned people from parking vehicles on uncovered car pads in front of their homes. What? Yes. <laughs> you can't do that. So if they cover it, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but uh, we, we We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Somebody had anonymously reported the cranes and two of their neighbors were violating the code. City planning chief Dan Sider said their frustration is understandable, but the code doesn't let the city grandfather illegal uses on account of their having been flown under the radar for a length of time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like out of what was the big Lebowski is like, yeah. hey, this isn't Vietnam, no, Smokey. Rules are rules. Yeah. Nope this guy kidding. is going to enforce his rules. Well, people can park in front of their garages. Okay. That's okay. But they didn't have a garage. They just had a parking pass. That is wrong. Now, the city said, we'll be reasonable if you can prove to us that this has been done for years... We will allow you to p- park there. So they scrounged up a photograph of 34 years ago, their daughter parking a car on that pad. 34 <laughs> years ago. Guess yep. what the city said? Not old enough. Very good, wow. Dylan. Not old what? enough. What? Not old enough. 34 <laughs> years ago? So Not they quite. found an aerial photograph of the area from 1938 <laughs> with what looks like either a car. <laughs> or a buggy, horse-drawn buggy, <laughs> parking or pulling out from that spot. Wow. Guess what the city said? Still mm. not old enough? No, uh. photograph was too fuzzy. <laughs> wow. This <laughs> looks <laughs> fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry we didn't have high-definition te- high drones back in 1938, wow. you know, to take the photo. They said no. It's uh, it's too fuzzy. We're not going to allow it. First of all, hats off for finding an aerial photograph from no that kidding. long ago. Yeah, real where do you? A uh, little <laughs> creepy, but still. Yeah, really. That's the first Google satellite imagery, <laughs> yeah. I guess, from nineteen. But yeah, that's true. Where, where would you run? Carriage? What? Where would you look up? Yeah, do you got anything? Uh, you know, from like the late 1930s, like an aerial photograph. I mean, there's probably one dude that has They're all these. pictures. are still doing horse and carriage, possibly.
2: Yeah, and somebody's taking aerial photographs. Yeah, I don't know what's exactly. going on? Exactly.
4: The city has agreed to waive the fine after they stopped parking on the car pad. So now they got to park on the street. So we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to find you the fifteen hundred bucks plus, but just stop parking there. And now, to your point earlier, yeah. guess what? If they put a carport. I mean you could put the cheesiest tent yeah, anything just some sort of metal awning. structure awning <laughs> if you put that up there all good you're good
3: Wow two things on this oh, yeah one the person who reported it do you not have anything better to do you're, <laughs> oh, like no. they've got a concrete pad for parking their car which they've obviously been doing for
4: 34 years you yeah, said 36 yeah. uh-huh. 36 like seriously like does it matter that bad you know what you know that person that turned him in? Doesn't have a pad, has to hunt for parking every single day. And they had Pad Envy. You've seen Shark Tank, Dylan. Of course. I love that show. It's a
2: pretty good show. It's cool where entrepreneurs get to go on, pitch their idea to these bazillionaires or whatever, these investment gurus, if you will, these sharks. And uh, they either get turned down or they get a deal. And sometimes even the sharks have to argue over it. But the show's been going on long enough now where we've seen where people who have gotten a deal have succeeded. Those yep. that have not gotten a deal have even succeeded. You know, you can kind of see all of it. It's yep. kind of cool. You mentioned a Ring Doorbell.
3: Yeah, yeah. They did not get a deal. It was a different name at the time. It wasn't called Ring when he pitched it on Shark Tank. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ring didn't get an offer. Now look at it. I got a Ring Doorbell. Yeah, they're huge now. They're huge. They're huge. bigly. And then, so not
2: only that, but uh, uh, the episode we were watching uh, like a week or so ago—it was just on, and it drives me nuts because I—I don't actually like the show. I don't mind it, but I think it's just—I like seeing entrepreneurs. I like that side of it. I just don't right. like the way the sharks sometimes treat them. They like cut them off. Yeah, sometimes they are them, pretty. I mean, these are your average yeah. Joes. They're not—they're not great at pitching a business, you know. So sometimes they could see them struggling, and the sharks just attack them like sharks. I get it. Ha ha. But it's like, it kind of makes me mad. You know, I'm like, just give them a chance to talk, you know. But anyways, the dudes with dude wipes got on there and pitched their idea. And I remember watching it, and a lot of the guys weren't into it. They are like, no, this is a dumb business. Why would, there's, you can buy flushable wipes. Why do you need dude ones? And they're like, because these are for men. And it's not just for your backside. You can use it on your armpit, your neck. You can get scented ones that smell better. So, like, if you're dirty, you could wash your face, but now your face is going to have a, a fresher scent, you know.
3: Right, right, And that's right. that's
2: how they're kind of – and not only just the wipes, but products in general is the dude brand. And uh, everybody was against it, but that Mark Cuban got it. Well, now – we just watched their success video. They went from selling two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of product a year to three point two million dollars worth of product a year just by joining up with
3: Mark Cuban. Yeah, and I just looked, and now their estimated net worth is sixty seven million. Yeah, so hey, a lot of dudes wiping out there. That's which right. is a, it? Said handy. one point
2: one billion butts have been wiped by dude wipes. So I say all that because I ordered some. Okay, and I got them in last night. And What's the verdict? I also, right before I ordered, I wasn't going to do it. And then I seen a TikTok, okay, where this guy said, look, I need to get on here and be honest with you. I was making fun of dude wipes. Like, why would they work any better than a regular wipe? They're so dumb. This is the dumbest idea ever, okay. blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and then they sent me some dude wipes, and they were like the fresh-sent ones or whatever. He goes, I, I will be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever felt this way in my life. <laughs> I feel so much cleaner and fresh and it's got aloe vera. Like it just everything about it, he said, is so much better than just a plain old wipe. So that's Or why just
3: I, plain old toilet paper. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
2: So that's why I ordered it in. This is all thanks to my buddy Kyle in Minnesota who got me started on even thinking of using wipes for my downtown, you know? All right. So last night I got to use my wipes. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you, okay, this is how clean it is, all right? Look at this. Wow! So, Dylan, let's talk about some cornhole. All right. All right, so, like, the first time I can remember hearing the word cornhole, like, as a game, was when I was on a cruise ship. And they were like, hey, everybody, it was like they were announcing it over the whole entire cruise ship. Cornhole competition coming up a little later this afternoon, get yourself signed up for that. And I remember turning around to the group and being like, what? What is, I'm sorry, what kind of cruise are we on here? (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was. Why do they call it cornhole? Do you know why? why? No, why do they call it cornhole? So I had to look it up because I didn't know either. Okay. (laughs) So it's because the object is to throw a corn kernel filled bag into a six inch hole cut into a tilted platform so i always thought it was rice in those bags well so i guess it's supposed to be corn i think they've developed other things okay. to go in there especially if you get like the cheaper situation from like walmart's or wherever you know at sam's club yeah, it, yeah you're you're getting probably not uh, legal boards you're just getting you know look-alike boards and some bags filled with foam or something but um th- those aren't regulation cornhole is really caught on not only that, but a few years back, I'm sitting at a sports bar and I'm drinking, eating some hot wings, and I'm looking up, trying to watch some sports highlights, actual sport highlights, when they're doing the Cornhole Open or whatever. It Championship was, or some something. Some weird thing. And yeah. these are professional. They're talking about the trajectory of their bag, the spin, the angle in which they're standing. Oh, those, yeah. Which side of the board to be on? Regulation, serious?
3: Like it's a real thing. I've seen it on TV, and they never miss. I don't know. At that point, when you're that good, I don't know what your strategy would be. I mean, I know they try to block each other sometimes and stuff, but man. They're, they're and, good,
2: and for those of you that don't know, cornhole is a game where you usually by four people. You have two boards, one on either side, from a proper distance, and it's every other. So, like, I would throw a bag. The person on the other side of the board would throw a bag. I would throw a bag, and you go back and forth. And then at the end, you have scores of points. You, I think in the hole is three points. On the board is a point. And if we all make it into like everybody makes it in the hole, all four bags, there's no points given. Yeah, they cancel out, you know. It, it kind of cancels anyway. So that's kind of a brief synopsis. There's a lot more to it, but that's that. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. So they also play it down at Summer Nights. Now yeah, they got a lot of boards set up down yep, there. Yep, and that's called the West River Cornhole Group. You can actually find them on Facebook. You could be a part of their group. They're down there every week, and it's like you could win money. There's some dudes locally. That are like becoming professional cornholers. I don't know if that's what you would call them. Um, okay, but okay. a good friend of mine, actually, his name's Millsy. He makes Millsy cornhole boards. Um, he makes these boards, and he could put there a regulation. He could put whatever kind of favorite football team could be a family photo, maybe your ex wife, maybe what you know. They could do whatever you want.
3: Anything huh, custom okay, boards cool.
2: just for you. So Millsy's cornholes. You can also find that on. He's social in media. town here. You said yeah. Yeah, he's a local cornhole board maker. That bet cornhole is a really
4: big
1: deal. Real
4: Today we salute you, Mr. Overly Competitive Cornhole Player. Mr. Overly
1: Competitive Cornhole.
4: You took a backyard barbecue game and made it your entire personality. You failed at real sports, so this is the one where you think you still have a shot at making the pros. You watch
1: it on ESPN, the old show.
4: You even practiced during the week.
1: To get that firm but gentle touch.
4: When you crush your competition at the picnic, you rub it in their faces. Because winning will prove that you didn't peak in high school. Oh, undisputed champion of the beanbag, you are Mr. Overly Competitive Cornhole Player. The real American hero. Those victories won't bring back your hairline.
2: It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for a health adventure update.
1: Update, update.
2: Okay, <laughs> but for real, have you been working out every day,
1: Dylan?
3: Uh, Yeah, I just went last night. Did you? How'd it go? Good. Was the hot chick there? No. I mean, there was probably. I mean, there were some, but I bet not the one. Not the one. The one.
2: I haven't been uh, up to the gym in a couple of weeks. One, I fell off because I was out of town, and the next week, Amy wasn't here, so I got kind of busy at work doing some things. um, and, and, and then I just haven't been back, but I also used it as a time to get my foot right. Because I've been hoof. dealing with the the hoof, my plantar yep. fasciitis, and so I don't know what's going on there. It, it's the weirdest thing, bro. It's like the other day, so Sun Monday when I opened up for Chris Young earlier this week, the Fourth of July, right? On Monday, or I'm sorry, Sunday night, I walked from the Outlaw Square all the way to where my motorhome was parked Jeez. to drive home, which really
1: wasn't that far.
2: But I was in my boots and with the hoof being bad, kind of far and i was just like you know what i'm going to muscle through it i'm going to walk sorry hoof you're going to have to deal with it and i kind of wanted to cuz i've been craving a run a walk do something like cuz it's the worst of energy yeah it's the one thing i can't do with my hoof it's like that rolling up on my toe situation is what hurts it, you know okay so i uh get i get make the walk and the next day on monday it was sore the 4th of july I was kind of sore i'm like man that sucks i probably shouldn't have done that But then on Tuesday morning, I wake up, yep, on a Muse day, I woke up and I'm like, my foot feels better. But then on actual Wednesday, I was like, I think my foot's like making a turn here. It might actually feel better. So then yesterday, I go in for some PT. I'm thinking last time in, let me go in, physical therapy center. They do their work on me. Greg over there, he does his work. He's a great tremendous uh, just does amazing job because my hoof has never felt better and uh and i'm like today i wake up and i'm like outside of being
3: sore from softball my hoof feels really good that hoof went from a toyota camry to a civic oh yeah oh yeah not no it was a corvette now oh yeah it's like it's
2: like a lexus baby i'm rolling in luxury only thing that's hurting today, and it's my own problem, is my half-ton ankles. But I and, <laughs> and so I haven't really been following the diet very well. I haven't been going to the gym, but I'm thinking come Monday I got to go to Sioux Falls this week and watch my daughter play some softball. So this come Monday, I'm hitting it
3: hard, dude. I'm I'm on it. Hey, well you know what's funny is yesterday I did not feel like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I had no desire to be there at all. But it was one of the yeah. best workouts I've had, we had in a had while. You had parties? Yeah, like, yeah. I had to get an oil change. And uh, but no, I felt great. But you know what else was funny is you smelled minty yesterday. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he he rubbed some
2: stuff up on my on my thighs mm. because my my hammies, my moons yeah. over my hammies were sore. He rubbed some stuff on that and stretched me out, dude. I honestly, I've never felt so good in my life. Like I was like, wow, I haven't felt this spry in a while. Which is why I think I'm so sore from softball because I felt so good, I ran so hard, and that's why it's hard to walk. One today. thing led to another. Yeah, what do you do? But, hey, I think I'm hitting it hard next week. I'm going to get back on the isogenics. I'm going to go back up to the gym, start doing the hit training. I'm going to get, because come next summer maybe, six-pack abs, baby. Hey, well, love to see it. Let's go washboard abs, because then it could still be the steel wool. So, look, here on the Roadhouse, Dylan, we have talked about a lot of cool technology. I'm a fan of, you know what I mean? Like, some people aren't a fan of electric cars. And, and I can't say I'm not here to debate the gas or what's better. No, no, no. But just the thought of having an electric car and all the cool gadgets that come with it,
3: right? And we've, I'm talk- in. yeah, yeah, you know? and, and we've talked about health technology too, yeah. like a couple days ago with the thing that could sense your breath and tell yeah, you disease. if you're going to have a disease or something yeah, like that. It'd be weird but cool. Yeah,
2: the same token, yeah. um, apps on your phone and cool technology like I'm Apple all about watches. It. Apple watches, I'm all about it. But then that sometimes they like cross that line where you're like, uh, what? I you don't know? know about this So let me tell you this what if they invented some sort of robotic maybe maybe little teeny robots that cleaned your mouth for you so instead of brushing your teeth, I mean they got so it got your mouth so clean that even going into the dentist they couldn't do it this clean What if? I mean at first I, you're kind of like maybe that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so let me explain it to you like this. This is the way it works, is they're using a magnetic field that uh, directs the microbots' motion and configuration to form either bristle-like structures, like a toothbrush, or elongated string-like structure that can slip between your teeth, kind of like dental floss. In either case, the building blocks of these tiny robots contain iron oxide nanoparticles. Say what? Hmm, blowing wow. my mind with the scientific stuff, which produce both catalytic and magnetic reactions. The catalytic reactions drives the nanoparticles to produce antibacterial stuff that can kill harmful bacteria in the person's teeth and gums. How crazy is that? Now here's where I'm going to freak you out. Okay. It is shape shifting robotic microswarm. Of little micro thing. So essentially, I don't know what it is, but you put it in like a drop of toothpaste. I'm just going to know. Right. And it's in your mouth. They run it around your mouth. They clean your teeth, your your gums, your tongue, everything gets cleaned. And then you spit them out or do you swallow them cuz it's going to keep cleaning? Like what's going on? Right?
3: That's kind of weird. Anytime I hear the word swarm, I think of yeah. like a swarm of bees. Same. Like stuff like that. I don't want no swarms They've in got my m- mouth.
2: Microbees trying to pollinate the germs in my mouth. They're swarming around my yeah. my teeth. This is a serious deal. My metacarpals. Is that a tooth? I don't know. <laughs> but they're up in my mouth. You know what I mean? They're sliding in between my teeth. I got tight teeth. These better be little robots. Yeah.
3: What if they get stuck? That's another thing. Then I got to feed it or what? Like, what's if up? If it wedges itself too far in between your teeth, will it electrocute yeah. you? Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, ow, ooh, ow, something's shocking me.
2: <laughs> now yeah. I got to get real floss to get it out? <laughs> you know? Yeah, just I gotta, totally
3: eliminates the point.
2: I got to get some real mouthwash to get it out? I'm just saying... It's kind of creeping me out. It does say that they're obviously way early into this uh, discovery, but they have found that it will actually form to a person's teeth. And even if they're crooked, it doesn't matter. And it eliminates the biofilms that cause tooth decay and gum disease. So, I mean, look. Somebody else is gonna have to try it first. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, yeah. Let me. I, I won't
3: be volunteering as tribute. Yeah. Let me.
2: Let me see it in somebody else's mouth first. Let me see how good it works, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So it's prank call Friday, right, Dylan? Yeah. We made the executive decision. That we should prank call Amy. She's always prank calling us or everybody around work. Yep, she's a little trickster, and now it's her turn.
1: So we're gonna prank call. We got Doctor BJ in here. Are you gonna help us out? Well, yeah, I can call and you know say I'm a doctor and check on her the sutures. I guess maybe we should check on the hat. I don't know anything about her surgery, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's let's
2: do that. Are you ready? Okay, I'll dial it up here. All right. So it's let's see. her number is. Five I'm just kidding, I'm not going to tell nobody their number. Here
0: it is. Okay, shh, 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 quiet, 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 quiet.
1: Hello? Uh, yes, this is just the doctor calling to check in on you after your surgery to make sure everything's going okay. Oh,
0: <laughs> God. Is this Dr. BJ?
1: Uh, no, this is Dr. Ben Tover. Are your sutures no. doing okay? <laughs> Not if you're gonna make me laugh. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't seeping out the ooze we talked about the other day. What are you talking about? Your sutures from your surgery. What what ooze? I um
2: uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were just gonna call a uh, prank call you, but I can't keep a straight face. So. <laughs> How's things going, Amy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> good. Getting yeah. better.
2: That's good. That's good. You're feeling good.
0: Yeah.
2: We just wanted to call and and kind of you know see how you were doing. We miss you.
0: I miss you guys too. I can't wait to come back on Monday. Or Ooh, Tuesday.
2: it's official. Are you coming back on Monday or Tuesday? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I right. am.
2: Well, good. Oh, well, yeah. the the listeners will be happy. That's been the biggest complaint so far is that you're not here.
0: I doubt
2: so, that. Yeah, it's it's texts all day, emails, open mics, constant, where
3: is she, could you, I, you guys shut up? I had to take over a computer so we could split up cat country in the mix just so we can handle all these texts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I but, doubt
1: that. Yeah. I doubt
0: it.
2: <laughs> no, but <laughs> we're glad. We hope everything's going good and you're healing up on schedule and all is great. And uh, we can't wait to see you when you come back.
0: I can't wait to see you guys either.
1: That's good. Well, have fun. I, and as your doctor, I would suggest you probably <laughs> should take it easy.
2: Doctor BJ, we get it. You're in here to hand out some love advice. Would you mind just being
1: quiet for a while? I'm just hey, trying Dr. to BJ. give her. Yeah,
0: Doctor BJ, shut
1: up. <laughs> hey, just Amy. Hey, Amy. Guess what? Sandwich. <laughs> you can't do nothing about <laughs> it. Doctor BJ. Hey, good luck recovering from your surgery. <laughs>
0: Eat this sandwich.
1: I'm eating a sandwich right now.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich next time I see you.
1: I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you later, Amy. Love
2: you guys. Bye. Love you. you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cue Amy. It's time to let the
1: cat out.
2: Here's your weekly recap of all your Hollywood idiots. The cat is out of the bag. Jesse Palmer says clothing is optional for Bachelorette suitors this season. However, I'm pretty sure clothing has always
3: been an option. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Denise Richards defends her decision to join OnlyFans after daughter Sammy Sheen got backlash. Now you can be up close and personal with not only Charlie Sheen's daughter, but his ex-wife too. So do you have the link for that? Nope. Chris Jenner
2: responded to questions about Kardashians having kids outside of marriage. Chris responded by saying, We have to figure out how to keep them married longer than three months first.
0: Hmm.
3: They never last. Aaron Rodgers got his first tattoo, which has nothing to do with football. I wouldn't get a football tattoo either if I kept losing the NFC Championship. Bazinga! One Tree Hill
2: star Bevan Prince's husband William Friend was killed by a lightning strike. Reporters
3: say the story was shocking. <laughs> Nick Cannon says. <sets laughs> Nick Cannon sets a new record for his longest rap song as he attempts to write a song that includes all of his kids. And
2: that is the cat is out of the bag.
3: Well, welcome to
2: the studio, Dr. BJ. I will say I'm going to try to turn a new leaf here. It's really
1: good to see you, Dr. BJ. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I I, uh, I appreciate that. How about you, Dylan? Are you happy to see me, too? You know, I always am. I, I haven't had to turn this
3: new leaf yet. I'm always excited to hear some advice, whether it's good or bad.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Dylan, how many girlfriends have you had in your lifetime? Two. (laughs) You
3: suck. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. What if they were long-term things, Dr. BJ?
1: Well, I'm just saying, hit it and quit it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
3: (laughs) I've been told that girlfriends are like ice cream. You can't just settle for vanilla. you got to try more flavors before
1: you settle on a good flavor. I like that. See, Dr. BJ, that's some good advice right there. Well... I mean, sure, ice cream, love, whatever. Okay, anyway, you want some real advice? Uh, I you, suppose. Let's yeah.
2: do it, sure. Let's do her, Dr. BJ. Are you ready? I'm
0: ready. Fired up! I day! just want more.
1: More of what?
0: Never mind.
1: What's the matter? Nothing. I don't know what she
0: wants. I wish she would just figure it out.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. BJ. I hope everybody had a good fourth. I'm looking ahead to the next holiday, and it, uh, it seems like Labor Day is the next one, right? so I know around here it's not a holiday, but it's the Sturgis Rally, and you know how much I love that! So, ladies and gentlemen, if it's uh, time to start getting yourself ready for a little successful fun rally, and can you do that with your current relationship, ask yourself that. Well maybe, if not, it's time to start making plans, either an exit or maybe a break in your relationship. But understand this, that your decision could have long-lasting effects on your relationship. Whatever you do, don't lie and cheat. It's not fair to you or them. It degrades your character. Don't do it, fellas. <laughs> Especially when they find out it's sex. <laughs> also, don't be a fool and wrap your tool during the rally and have her make you a sandwich. <laughs> What do you think about that, Amy? <laughs> Recovering from your surgery? <laughs> Make me a sandwich. I'm Dr. BJ and if loving another is wrong, then I don't want to be right.
2: So really, like, my first inkling of dealing with somebody who was a little hangry was somebody I probably not, shouldn't be talking about. But uh, <laughs> she would get real hangry, in almost to the point where it's like you couldn't... You know when somebody's so mad and you say, hey... Are you just hungry? Let's go get a bite to eat. No, I'm not hungry. You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, if you if you point it out, they even get more mad. You know what I mean? And yeah, so, just grinds their gears. Oh, it does. Oh. It does. And and so, but I've been there too. We all get there. You get a little hangry. All you need is a little food in you. And you're a little tired too. It's kind of mixed yeah. in. Yeah, it mixes in. Yeah, being tired yep. and hangry makes a really bad disaster. Uh, Snickers, you know what I mean? They, they build their commercials off of it. Oh, yeah. You you're feel, not yourself and you're hungry. Feeling hungry? Get a Snickers or whatever they say. You know yeah. what I mean? And and so that's it's a, it's a reality in life that we've had to deal with. Um, you said earlier, Dylan, you're the one that has to, to, to be the hangriest in your life. Yeah, You've sometimes it's just real frustrating. It's you that is the problem. And for me, I, I know it happens to me every once in a while, but I've got enough fuel in the tank because I'm so chubby that I don't get as hangry as, like, my wife. She has no – she's so skinny She because she runs all the time. She really watches what she eats. She doesn't really have a lot of excess stuff to burn. So when stuff gets a little slim, you know, hey, she needs, like, a protein bar or something. Or she's starting to throw a little hissy fit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I You know, for me, it only happens at night, really. Yeah. It's not more of a during-the-day kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's like when I'm laying in bed and I want a snack, but I know oh, yeah. I shouldn't have a snack. Yeah. It's one of those things. And then I'm just bored and trying to watch Netflix, but I'm like, God, oh, I'm hungry, so I just got to go to bed. You argue with yourself. Yep. punch the pillow. How dare you look at me like that?
2: You're supposed to hold me up. <laughs> My daughter is another one. She's a redheaded teenager. um That you know, that's that's already two negatives. And then you mix in hungry, and it's like, whew, watch the trifecta out. is and she's, dangerous. She's another one that you go to mention it to. Are you just hungry? Let's get a bite to eat, princess. Don't
1: talk to me, I ain't here,
4: princess.
2: You know stuff like that. It's like man. So uh, open mic us, let us know. Do you guys get hangry? Who's the person in your life that gets the hangriest? <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit. But I do have noticed, too, a lot of people use this hangry as kind of an excuse. You know what I mean? Like, what if they're just, uh, you know, the girl, the guy, he's just a uh, word that we can't see on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What if they're just, you know, bumholes? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
3: Totally. I, it's totally an excuse sometimes because yeah. there's no reason you should be mad right now. You're just being mad to be mad. Yeah. And you're not hungry because you ate 20 minutes ago. Or, or it's like they're mad all the time. They're yep. always angry, and then they're blaming it on being hangry. It's like, well... <laughs> You're You're going to tell me you went and had chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes, and green beans, and you're pissed right now. Yeah, you're still angry. You're still Still angry. angry. (laughs) Well, you sure do eat a lot.
2: Having uh, a hangry problem is nothing anybody takes lightly. When somebody in your life is feeling hangry, you've got to get them food stat. Their mood is deprived upon it. Yeah, yeah, it's a serious deal. Oh yeah, if anybody out there has a girlfriend, they're, I'm not saying it. it. Just seems like they more commonly have the hangry, and <laughs> and it's as, just an excuse. <laughs> and some and some men, you don't know what's wrong with your men. You're like, why is he crabby? He seems to be distant, not talking to me. Probably hangry, but we came up with a Roadhouse 5 top 5 foods you crave when you are hangry. The Roadhouse. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Number 5, the Taco Bell Beef
3: quesarito. It smells good now, but it won't later. Number 4, potato chips. They curve the hunger, but all of the air in the bag brings back your anger from being hungry. You gotta be careful with that one. Number three, hot dogs
2: on Wiener Wednesday. Your taste buds are satisfied, but the condiment charges add up
3: fast. Number two, pizza, because it's a lot like sex. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. I concur. And
2: the number one on your top five foods you crave when you are hangry french fries because sucking on your fingers afterwards reminds you just how good those fries were the roadhouse
3: one two three four five
2: so the the wimbledon stuff is going on right now they're having their little tennis match or whatever okay honestly i don't watch it i don't know have you ever watched a lot of tennis no you ever gotten into it there it's it's kind of it's a weird sport have you ever played tennis at all yes it's yeah i've played once twice pretty difficult i'm not gonna lie a lot of running there's a lot of running involved which it's the kind of running I like because it's it's quick back and forth it's not like let's just go jogging you know yep, yep. I'm not into the whole let's see how far you can run game but I am into that kind of a situation there and so I didn't mind to actually play a lot of racquetball a oh, love yeah. racquetball Oh that it's is a so blast. fun But tennis is hard because you have to hit it, and it has to perfectly arch over that net, you know, and bounce just right. Yeah, That's that's actually kind of an art. And so hats off to anybody out there who can play tennis, the high schoolers, anybody out there who who plays it professionally or even competitively. Way to go. Um, But if you're a Wimbledon fan, there apparently is a quiet room where spectators can go and do, like, meditation, prayer, reflection. And it's been hijacked. Um, because people have been going in there, and I guess they don't really call this meditation. Um, they're doing couples meditation, oh, if you will, and uh, something's
3: a little spoony wrestling match.
2: Yes, exactly between the two of them. Um, one spokesperson who r- remains anonymous says a fan claimed to have spotted a couple leaving the room with big grins on Monday. And uh, she was in a long, flowing summer dress, and there was no doubt as to what they had been doing. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Another anonymous attendee uh, went to the facility, which consisted of two adjoining rooms where you could be quiet, do your meditation, and said heard sounds of intimacy coming Mm. from the other room. I wonder if, you know, his room also made the similar sounds, you know. But I mean, what do you think, Dylan? I mean, have you ever been to an event similar to this at all? No, not at all. Me no. neither. I've never been to because I get it—the rules of tennis or the rules as in a fan. You know what I mean? It's quiet, kind of like can, golf. You just observe. You, you know. observe. Yeah, it's like golf exactly. And and it's you can almost you can hear their squeaker squeakers. You can hear their sneakers on the ground. And the ball isn't Wimbledon that that dirt or whatever. I think that's what makes it so special. I don't know. I don't know. It's that red dirt or clay. But, I mean, you can hear noises of them going back and forth, like for a while there, people were making fun because they were grunting. So it was like, ah, ah, back and forth, you know? Yeah,
3: Yeah. well, you know what? Now they're grunting in the quiet room. Uh, Dylan, do you like a lot of salt on your food? Uh, it depends on the food. Have yeah. you ever had salt on watermelon? Yes. It's yes,
2: I have. Good. It's really good. So, the problem is, is health-wise, you know, you add salt to your food, and, and this is a personal, I'm not talking to a doctor here, I don't know, maybe we should have asked Dr. BJ when he was in, but I personally feel like salt is just like a drug, right? So, like, you add salt to your something, watermelon, yep. right? And you're like, ooh, that's good. Well, the next time you're like, I need to add a little more salt, right, to get that same kind of kick. And you kind of keep going and going and going. And then the problem is... You're having too much salt intakes, too much sodium, right? High cholesterol. High cholesterol. Hit you. You got a fatty liver. All of a sudden, your whole body's messed up. Everything's going on. And so there are scientists out there trying to help us out. And this is what they've come up with in Japan, actually. They came up with chopsticks that carry an electric current. And so what you do is if you're eating food, it actually stimulates your tongue the same way salt, like a a good salty fry would, or uh, you bite some steak and it's got that salty flavor, you know, that everybody craves. Yeah. It gives that stimulation without the sodium, without the salt. Hmm. Would you be wanting to try this? I mean, no, maybe. Not if it shocks my tongue. It's it's really weird. They're saying that it it can help with 30% reduction in salt consumption.
3: Thirty percent. That's a that's a large that's, amount. That's decent. That's but decent. What do you do if your food already comes with salt on it? Then it's just gonna <laughs> taste even well, saltier. So, so this is something I've done a long time
2: ago. I quit using salt a long time ago. I don't add salt to anything because really? I figure the like if I flavor eggs in the morning, I might add some Cajun seasoning to it, like lightly. Okay. Or I might use Lawry seasoned salt, but I won't also add salt. I guess is my thing. Gotcha. So I'm sure there's still salt and there's still sodium. I'm adding to it. I'm just not adding more to it, dude. I had a friend back when I worked at a truck's place, East West. Tom would add salt to his bacon, dude. Seriously, he, yeah, he'd go get microwave bacon and microwave it like a whole. He'd eat the whole package by himself. First of all, which I thought was rude, right in front of your friends. Yeah, not going to share your bacon. You got to them. offer the really. Bacon. Come on, and then he, but he had brothers, so you know it was you know. Anyway, but he would add salt to it, and I'm like, this guy ain't going to live forever. He is going to die soon. No, he's still ticking, doing really well, and he's a truck driver too, and he still kind of looks the same. But huh.
3: Microwave bacon
2: with salt. Yeah, and he's got a hot wife. Do you suppose it's because of the salt?
3: Maybe. Maybe he just Uh, smells good. It's that smell of bacon he's eating all the time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should get him some of these chopsticks
2: or something. Anyway, maybe they can uh, transfer it into forks. We get a fork with, like, a battery. And as you're eating, it's giving you that salt feel. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It says the experiment is involving human volunteers uh, and they found that the chopstick, uh, the electric shock taste bud therapy, led to that 30% reduction in salt consu- consumption because they found out they didn't need to add so much salt to give them that same feel. So, I don't know. Hey, anything to make you healthier. You know what I mean? So, I, I kind of like it. But yeah, I think it's down? a good idea. Can you even eat with chopsticks? Barely. I can. Not rice. It's one of my hidden talents. Really? I actually can eat a full meal with chopsticks. And I oh. like it. You are a man of many talents. Thank you. It might be shocking for some people to find that out. Well, it is Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday, so we're going to do a Tuesday teacher spotlight. What do you got
3: over there, Dylan? Do I have a teacher spotlight for you, Brandon? Oh, I can't wait. This one comes in from Abbas Park Elementary School in Florida. Uh, The teacher's name is Mr. Copeland, but everybody calls him Mr. Mr. C. Mr. C. Mr. C. He's been teaching since 2018, and he majored in music education with a focus in orchestral music. Uh, He loves music. He plays the guitar and, and and was in choir for several years, and he likes to incorporate music into his teaching. Yes. And Mr. C says his favorite thing about teaching is those aha moments, when you see a kids face light up oh, and yeah. they realize you know they understand Yeah, what he's putting down they're picking up that's huge oh yeah, yeah. he's the kids mopping what you're spilling you know <laughs> Yeah, that's right
2: i mean i've i've had teachers like that in the past so it's, that's those are my favorite kind of teachers in anytime i struggled with something i've had some really cool teachers that have done that either it be music or or a, a game or fun that tied a boring at the time or to me boring subject And made it something more, you know, because that's probably the hardest part for a teacher is not everybody cares about U.S. history or elementary school. Not everybody cares about science or math, you know, and some people take on to things differently, different ages. You've got to make it fun for everybody.
3: Well, that's what's funny about this. So in the in the article, they included a video and all the kids are holding their books up and it sounds like they're singing something about science. Nice. I haven't been in elementary for a long time, Brandon. Nah, me and neither. <laughs> if I'm being honest, all the little kids screaming makes it kind of hard to understand what, what they're, they're saying. saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a rock song no. <laughs> yeah. where they're screaming some unknown lyrics. But that's cool, though. Yeah. But think about it. Those kids, I mean, how many shoot the ABCs? Right, you sing we it to learn it. the ABCs by singing a song. You yeah. know, uh, and there's a lot of songs out there that I know people know. My old wife, for a fact, she remembers a lot of stuff via the song. She'll still remember some of the songs that they sang. Yeah, and we're talking elementary, middle school stuff. But I don't, they stick; I don't, it sticks remember, with you forever. That's how I remember it. If you put a song and some lyric into it, I, I gotcha. Well, cool. Way to go, Mister C. And he's been teaching since 2018. Yep. So he's fresh, right out of the box. You know what I mean? And he's teaching and doing this. That's awesome, And Thank you so much to you teachers out there. We love you.
0: It's a feel-good moment. A Burger King employee who received a lackluster gift of a goodie bag to celebrate his 27-year work anniversary went viral and has now received almost $50,000 in donations.
4: Although the love that people are giving me is just so overwhelming. I just want to thank everything i'm grateful for anything i don't want to say i want this or that all i want is to go to work and have
2: fun and make everybody's uh, life better like they're doing to me life is good
3: so as long as you're here you know it's good
0: 27 years of service and they hand you a goodie bag and he was still grateful for it but the world didn't see it that way this all started with his daughter who started the gofundme page so he could go see his grandkids and although Burger King refused to comment, the world does not. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacques. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.